Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 23rd edition. We're bringing this to you a day early because of Thanksgiving. And our boy, Matt Riddle, the bro- live from Vegas. Live from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a bro-giving miracle. That's like a Thanksgiving, but a bros-giving. You got it. What did you think about what our boy, Graham Williams, put together? Bro Malone? Bro Malone, that was amazing. We need more of it. I think we both agree we need more of it. Every week we should you gotta have You got to be honest. It kind of made us look like child molesters a little bit. Not worried about that whatsoever. I will embrace that <laughs> molestation view. It was, it was a great – it was a great – it was great. I don't care what people think about me. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got to get Graham to do some more of those. Uh, great with him. Randy Cruz hitting me up right now saying, Sean Ross Sapp with cursing on podcasts. I think I'd have a field day on there. Hey, hey, Matt and I have never cursed. We rarely curse, and we can. We're allowed to. We don't abuse our privileges. Yes, that's true. That's very true. That's right. So you're in Vegas right now. What are you doing? You out there to, to hang out with uh, Dana White? Yeah, me and Dana, we went golfing yesterday, you know, hit the links. Then we went to a station casino with the Perkitas. Uh a great, a great little Tuesday. No, uh, actually, I came in. I'm in for town. My wife's from thanks, uh, Las Vegas, so we're doing the Thanksgiving thing with her family. And then I fly out Thanksgiving night to fly to London for progress this weekend. And Who do you face this weekend? Will Osprey? Holy shit! In London, it's gonna be sick. I'm stoked. It's a good time. So wow, Will Osprey in London. He yeah. won the ROH TV title for a cup of coffee last week. He did. He did. And then Marty Scroll took it within minutes, just because I feel like Ring of Honor is just trying to get every bit of their English talent to touch that belt. I guess because they just hired them, so they need to give them some name recognition with the belt. I don't know. It really doesn't make sense to do what they did. But, hey, what do I know? They got a bigger picture. They know what they're doing. They seem like – well, I think those were two really good signings for them because they might lose a lot of their people at the end of the year. Because the way I look at it, Matt, the buzz around NXT isn't there like it used to be. So the WWE is probably going to try to load up. And when you got guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, the young bucks with contracts coming up, you got to think that WWE is going to be a player for those guys. You would think so. I mean, they should be, but at the same time, like it, the the guys you mentioned, 
I don't think are going to leave. Like, I don't think a Jay Lethal, Young Bucks, or an Adam Cole would leave because when's the last time you really see them lose in Ring of Honor? Like, they just get put over. They beat all the up-and-coming stars, and they have belts. Did you see the Meltzer driver that the Young Bucks did the other night? I've seen multiple. Oh, yes, the one where Will Ospreay did the Hurricane Rana spring yeah. into the Meltzer driver. Yeah, it was pretty wow. sweet. I was like, a, how in the hell? I, I how do you even dream that? I mean, I, you can dream it. It's putting it in actually like making it actually happen, which doesn't make sense to me. Because I would be, yeah. It's not saying I couldn't do it, but it's like not only things could go wrong with that, and it would just be horrible, you know. But they made it look great. Oh yeah, they're good. So obviously, something that that we hyped that we're going to talk about. Bill Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Survivor Series. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts on the situation. You know, when I first watched it, when I, because I didn't watch it, I was wrestling at Beyond against Matt Tremont, but when I heard the news that Bill Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar in like a minute with like two spears and a jackhammer, I was a little offended. I'll be honest. I was a little offended. But then – when I thought about it, like literally it only took like two minutes to think about it. And I was like, you know what? WWE probably made the best move they possibly could. Bill Goldberg can't even work a wrist, a headlock or anything. So anything over two minutes, he's going to mess something up. So minute 26, two spears, a jackhammer. He no sold a double leg takedown into the corner. <laughs> Sounds like Bill Goldberg. You know, didn't sell yeah. anything, didn't work anything. Two spheres and the jackhammer wins. Crowd the night crazy. of The night of, myself and Alex Pawlowski thought it was literally the end of the world. We thought that bombs are going to fly down, nuke us. It was all going to be it. Like, that's finally what sends Putin, Putin over the edge. Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar in, in a minute and a half. Uh, Kim Jong-un, th- that's it. The, th- that, that interview movie, that wasn't it this Goldberg match was, we were done. Gave it a day. Not so bad. Not so bad. I mean, it did kind of break the internet, broke some Twitter internets, but other than that, it it was good. I think, I think the world's still at peace. Yeah. The the ratings didn't break though. The ratings didn't go up that much. I thought that given that situation, maybe it would cause a big spike. It wasn't. They got to 3 million viewers, but that's not a very high benchmark. No, it's not. And this is what the UFC did, and now they're starting to come out of it. But then again, they only have so many stars. But they don't build enough stars. Instead, they just keep bringing people back and – reusing old stars, you know? And WWE has a horrible time. I remember last year's Royal Rumble, who won? Triple H. The guy put... Yeah. The, the, now, then he got Triple H, but he literally put the belt on him and is, like, well past his prime. And then headlined cool. WrestleMania. That's... To me, as, like, an up-and-comer and to other up-and-comers, that's reckless. That is a reckless move. Now, that's another thing we got to talk about. The next night, Brock Lesnar came out or Bill Goldberg came out, put himself in the Royal Rumble. So now you got a situation where if you're talking about crowd pop, your probably two best options to win the Royal Rumble are a 46-year-old Chris Jericho and a 50-year-old Brock Lesnar. Doesn't, as you said, I think reckless is the perfect word. Like, Now, could you, and it, could you imagine? It's not, it's not past them to put the title on a part-timer. They did it with Brock. They did it with Triple H. They did it with The Rock. 
what they don't realize, and this is what the Royal Rumble used to do for everybody back in the day. It was that opportunity. It's the Royal Rumble. Anything can happen. You don't have to get pinned. You don't have to get submitted. It's over the top rope. Anybody can win at any second, you know? And it gave the guys that never got the opportunities before for the world title the opportunities. Now it's like, what, Bill Goldberg gets it? He's had plenty of opportunities. All these other guys have plenty of opportunities. It's time for, like, this is when, like, Dolph Ziggler wins the Royal Rumble. And you're like, holy shit, I, what? Or Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. That will get the reaction they need, and it'll get the fans in the seats that they need and the views they need. But instead, they're going to keep trying to reuse, reuse, and recycle, and they're going to kill their product if they continue to do it. My question is, who's going to be the guy that comes back in 10, 15 years, like what they're doing now, and beats the shit out of the talent? Because nobody's going to care about the guys when they come back. They'll care about Cena if he comes back in 10 years. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, you got you got to use this as a catalyst to build new guys. Now, th- think about it even like this. They brought in all those cruiserweights, top talent, top tier guys, and they only wrestle each other. It's like if it was me, I would have like Cedric Alexander wrestling Dolph Ziggler or Cedric wrestling somebody else or and making those weird, wacky matches. And not just that, because then Cedric, even though he's good, he would get the rub from Ziggler or get the rub from Cena or whatever and so forth, kind of like Adrian Neville and all those guys, and that's how you build people up. And right now, Ring of Honor isn't building anybody up. WWE isn't building anybody up. I'll be honest, there's probably only one place in the world that's building people up, and it's the Indies, like WWN and Flow Slam and stuff. Because I don't know, about a year ago, barely anybody knew who I was. And now I'm flying to London. I'm flying all over the world, PWG again, December 16th. And it's just like... Yeah, because these companies don't build anybody and they don't become valuable while people that know what they're doing, like Gabe and Sal and others, know how to make people valuable and wanted. I know who you are, Matt. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. I interviewed you back in your Titan FC days. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. And then when when I found out you were training at the Monster Factory, I was like, I got to interview that guy again. And, And you know what my boss at the time said to me? What's that? He's like, Really? You, you want to interview him? Is he is he wrestling? I'm like, yeah, he's wrestling, damn it. Hell yeah. You know, it's funny, last night I was training MMA with a bunch of people, and they're like, so yeah, you wrestle now, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, you don't watch it? I'm like, go on the YouTube <laughs> and watch it. He's like, all right, I will. So, you know, I feel like a lot of people know I'm wrestling from the MMA world, but they, they haven't watched yet. I feel if they watch it, they're going to really like what they see, because it's not normal pro wrestling, but you never know. Yep. Well, I mean, you had that MMA fighting article that, that Chuck Mendenhall, a great writer, did on you. And, of course, you, you're, you're here, you're, and you're becoming one of the bigger names on the indie circuit. Plus, there's a lot of your matches that are available for free. That's, like, that's, what, that's what makes you money. And when people can YouTube you and watch, like, two Chris Hero matches and, like, a David Starr match, and, like, a bunch of matches with high-level guys on the indies, it's like, how are you not going to like that, you know? We'll pause the wrestling MMA talk for a news break. This story just comes across my timeline because we're not just about pro wrestling and MMA. A 20-year-old Florida man stabbed his father in the neck for trying to circumcise him, Matt. And that's why, you know, people are like, do you want a WWE contract and move to Florida? And I'm like, no, I'm not really. <laughs> not, there's nothing against the E, but I'm really not trying to move down to Florida. Like, I know TJP just moved down there. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, bro, there are people trying to force circumcision down there. Be careful. I have to call them now. 
That's re- that's a reckless. I can't believe that went across your news feed. That is reckless. Yeah. Some stabs dad in neck for trying to forcefully circumcise him. To justify, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. If somebody tries to cut the you know, your foreskin off, you can definitely uh, stab somebody. For sure. Especially when it's, you know, 20 years too late to be doing such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's unique. That's unique. What's with the procrastination on the Because circle? because I thought it was like probably like a nine-year-old that just grabbed the knife and stabbed their dad like we're trying to be weird. But a 20-year-old doing it to their dad, that's it's really a- weird. That's That's a really weird relationship they have with one another. It says the man's father was asleep on the sofa in his bedroom when when Fultz, armed with a knife, entered and stabbed his father in the neck. Police said Fultz then dropped the knife and left. <laughs> Fultz told police that he was angry at his father because he wanted to cut the foreskin on Fultz's penis, and Fultz was scared it would hurt. You think? But did he cut the foreskin? It doesn't appear so. It says... Whoa, uh, Fultz, whoa, whoa. Fultz, hold on, hold on, wait. Whoa, Fultz he said, jumped the gun. Unless somebody cuts your dick, you can't stab him. Like, you just because they might cut your dick, that's not a good enough reason to stab somebody. Fultz said his father didn't listen to him and didn't want to take him to a re- urologist, so Fultz stabbed him because he was, an angry, was angry. Fultz has been diagnosed as a schizophrenic, bipolar, and autistic. Maybe you shouldn't tell your schizophrenic, bipolar, autistic son <laughs> you're going to cut his penis. You probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Is he alive or did he die? He's alive. <clears throat> well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Florida, man. Florida. They can't vote and they don't do timely circumcisions. You, you know, it's Florida in a nutshell. There's, there's other things. <laughs> nutshell. You, tell, you know, there's an, yeah, it's Florida. Pro wrestling, Disneyland. So Conor McGregor, WWE, they, they've this relationship mm-hmm. that that has kind of Triple H was at UFC 205. Now keep in mind, when I've had arguments this week about people saying, "Well, Sean, you say that the Goldberg Lesnar thing wasn't realistic, but you say yada yada yada." The reason I always said that because Vince McMahon and Triple H would always publicly shit on finishes like that. They would say, "Well, we don't like our matches to go five seconds." But their Triple H was at UFC 205, and you had to know there was one reason he was at UFC 205. He was not there to watch the Misha Tate-Raquel Pennington fight. He was there to watch Conor McGregor. And they want to do business with McGregor. Do you think they do business? You know, the thing is, Conor McGregor's a draw. The guy's money. You can't – like in this business, in, in business period, you can't argue with money. He makes money. If he shows up to a building to fight or square up, even if it was just to like have him and Floyd Mayweather square off in a ring and face off, the crowd, people would show up to see it. You know, so I think I think the WWE is definitely interested for sure. I think Connor's interested because Bob Lenny, I know his managers, agents that they would be willing to talk for yeah. sure because money's money. But at the same time, now Connor is a superstar, so he's going to be treated a certain way, you know, regardless, and depending on what capacity they use him at. He'll never be a normal WWE superstar in the sense he'll never work Monday Night Raws. He'll never do that. He'll be like a WrestleMania guy, a one-time guy. 
So I think they could work out a relationship in that sense. I'll never see Conor McGregor working SmackDown or Raw on a weekly basis. I never see that ever happening, nor does he need to, you know, because he's a star. But at the same time, I, I see a future with the WWE and Conor McGregor, just like I see a future with Ronda Rousey and the other four horsewomen in the WWE. I, you know, the funny thing is I see all these other people in MMA and they're okay. I personally don't see where I fit in the WWE profile unless they put me over hard. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like, what, you know, like, what are you going to do? You've got it? the background. I got the background, but it seems like, you know, like Connor, you know, he's a little guy and he's got a big draw, but he doesn't work. He won't be there every week. And you got Rhonda, who's the same way. You got Shayna Brazler, who would probably do more of the road work, kind of like me, but at the same time, we don't have the same name recognition as they do because we haven't been given the same opportunities. Interesting that you mentioned WrestleMania because obviously that's where they would want him. Of course. Dana White says Conor McGregor's not fighting until after May because he's awaiting the birth of his first child. And he said that. Conor McGregor's girlfriend, Dee Devlin, gets very nervous, understandably, when he fights. So that's about, oh, at least six months off. WrestleMania is in that period. Do you think we see a WrestleMania appearance? I do. I would be stupid not to because that's free money for Conor McGregor. Now they'll negotiate, but I don't see how him walking out and cutting a promo. The only thing is he's a foul-mouthed little man, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think the WWE knows what they're getting into, and they know he won't be a weekly product, so they can kind of tease that, you know? And maybe they tell him to, you know, PG it up. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I see Conor McGregor. I see Ronda Rousey. I see him all squaring up at WrestleMania for some reason. You know, Shaq's going to be there. I think they're going big for WrestleMania this year. I don't know how it will play off, but WrestleMania every year makes money, so. I feel like you hit the mute button. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, bro. Okay, I can't hear you because my mic messed up. I'll fix it. Does it work now? Either way, um, I'll have you uh, while I while I repair the audio here. No audio? No, I can hear you. You can't hear me. Nope, can't hear you. Okay. Should the UFC be worried about draws? Yes. Yes. The UFC... so you, you talk about that. You talk about that while I fix this. Okay. Yeah, the UFC should be worried about draws, especially if their talent, like Ronda Rousey or Conor McGregor, is going over to uh, another, you know, another place. Even if it's not a mixed martial arts business or organization, pro wrestling, the fans are pretty similar, you know? You got it back? Yeah, I got it back. Sweet. But, the you know, the fans are extremely similar. A lot of my fans that watch pro wrestling watch MMA as well. So th- I think that's where the competition is. It's different, but at the same, it's very much the same, you know? Well, I mean, that's that's the boat WWE is in. And Dana White says, well, we're not worried about losing our pay-per-view draws. Uh, well, you should because WWE wasn't. And now where are they? They're getting their lowest ratings ever. That's true. That's true. But I really think what the WWE's problem is, is they're not original. Right, right now, they're not being original. And the certain people they let be original get super over and get super great reactions and are the reasons why there's anybody in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? You got Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, which is hilarious. You know, you got the New Day. You know, either, there's different groups, you know, but hey, 
everybody has the story they want to tell. I'm just, I'm just giving my point of view. I think they could be doing a lot of things differently, especially the view they're trying to go on. They want a realistic view. They're bringing in guys like Conor McGregor and et cetera. I think, you know, if you're trying to do that, you might want to change the promos up. You might want to start changing the product a little bit. That's, that's what I was saying. My thing was like a lot of people were saying, well, the, the Goldberg Brock Lesnar thing's unpredictable. And I'm like, Hey, I'm all for unpredictable, but there is no standard in wrestling recently or in WWE recently where that is a thing. Like Sami Zayn's got to be winning with a blue thunder bomb sometime. If, if you're talking about unpredictable, you got to have people like, have stoppage wins or, or something that you don't see coming. That, and that's exactly what you don't see. Like the other day I wrestled Chris Dickinson. The finish of the match was I hit him with a flying knee, a forearm. I went to cover him. He kicked out. I ground and pounded him until he was unconscious and then cradled him for real and pinned him. Hey, that's you I, know? and you're telling me and you're telling me like Braun Strowman like does his reverse choke slam on somebody and he kicks out and Braun Strowman gives him the face and then beats the fuck out of him and pins him. The crowd's yeah. not gonna be like, oh my god, that was violent. Of course. Did you see that ass? Did you see that ass kicking he gave Sami Zayn on Raw? I, I saw bits and pieces. He's just been whooping everybody's it. ass though. He, like, Bronco, He's over now too. People like him. Well, I'll be honest. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Dude can dudes. Making it look good. He's yeah. Me- he mess- he's messing people up, and it looks really good. And even his Not little, bad on the mic, either. Yeah, and even his spot with James Ellsworth that Survivor Series, how James held his ankle and he couldn't get in, and then he caught him. And <laughs> there, it was just – like, that even worked. Like, it all works. Like, I like his character. I wish they didn't have him squash people as much as they do. I wish he sold a little more and did that. But at the same time, like – they did the same thing with Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar got speared twice and jackhammered. So, and yes, it doesn't really matter how they build you up because they can break you down in a second. So, yeah, and one of the things about Braun Strowman is they've not made him look weak yet. They've had him in some comedy segments, but they've never made him look bad. They've never made him look ridiculous. They've never made him look like you shouldn't be terrified of him. Yeah, no, exactly. Like they, like when he first came in, he was completely unstoppable, and then for a second, they were they were about to shit on him. I felt like he was starting to like sell a lot more, and he was getting beat up a little bit, and then it came right back up now. So it's good. But but yeah, they do. I remember they did that with Ryback. Ryback when he originally first came back, like a while ago, he first came back, and the crowds were like, "Dude, need more," going crazy, and then he like joined like the authority and then got away from the authority because it was just a horrible mix and then he went from like no selling and being the super beast to being just a normal guy on the roster after he got the IC title yeah tagging with Curtis Axel yeah I saw the, I saw a trailer for an officer and a gentleman pretty, Matt Riddle from high spots yes pretty hilarious stuff I mean I, I recommend it. If you have some spare time, you should definitely check it out. Officer and a gentleman, and with me, it's good. It's really good time. I love the trailer. The trailer is up on Fightful.com. We'll post it again, by the way, guys. Um, are you finding your – I mean, that's an opportunity you don't really have in MMA, where it's like, okay, you can just – people will pay to watch a video of you just bullshitting for a little while. Yeah, you know that that's the cool thing about pro wrestling. I think, and I think the reason there's opportunities like this in pro wrestling, not MMA, is MMA is MMA. You see what you get. 
it's real, it's clean as cut, it's as real as it gets, whatever. Pro wrestling, you don't know. You don't know if it's a show, you don't know if it's my character, you don't know if it's me. So the show's a character, these interviews, some of the interviews, promos are a character, and then sometimes shoot interviews are real. Like I did one with Rob Naylor for High Spots, I did one with the Officer Gentleman, I did a 30-30 with him just this past weekend at PWX in North Carolina. So... It's just, I, I think there's just, people are interesting enough. And then when somebody has different lifestyles, like I fought in the UFC, I, now I'm a professional wrestler, I'm a dad, this and the other thing. There's a lot of variables, you know, and there's a lot of ways for me to connect with each fan. And pro, for some reason, MMA, they don't do this, probably because it's like clean cut, like, yeah, he's a father of three, blah, 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 blah. Well, most people don't even know I have kids. And when they find out I've been married for like five years and I have three kids and I'm like a grown-up, even though I like act the way I do and stuff. It like blows their mind, you know? But I think because pro wrestling, I give you the show, and then you get to know me. Rather than MMA, you get to know me, and then you kind of figure it out from there, you know? Yeah, people people only know what they see on screen. So unless you're like Kevin Owens and you're like, I have a wife, I have a kid, they won't know. I can't count how many wrestlers I've seen, and they'll post Instagram pictures of their brother and sister, and I'm like, wait – Every pro wrestler in the world isn't an only child. <laughs> well, not not every wrestler, not every kid of a wrestler gets into the business. So it, that is a little. Uh, it's it's way different. It's way different, but I, like that's the, like that was my biggest complaint about mixed martial arts. And like I said, like and the UFC does give certain people opportunities, like a Conor McGregor or a Dan Hardy or a Ronda Rousey, et cetera. But in pro wrestling, they give everybody the opportunity because they're looking for stars and just they're looking for who shines through, you know? And like I said, there's the character and real life in pro wrestling while in MMA, it's just real life, real life. You're going to invite Dan Hardy to come watch your match with Will Ospreay? I already, I already did. I invited, you? Dan, I invited Dan Hardy to this match. I invited Dan Hardy to my matches in December, December 18th, when I wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. and IPW. I, I've, invite, I've invited him to both of them. Like, like, bro, show up, see what happens. And I'm not saying, I not saying I'm going to beat you up, but if you fucking put hands on me, see what happens. I'm, you said you could fight 155, bro. I weigh like 215, 220, and I'm shredded suplexing dudes on their heads. And I just sparred last night. I can still kick the shit out of anybody. So it's like, bring it, Mr. Hardy. I'll smash your little red mohawk in. It's all good, bro. I would, does he still have the red mohawk? I would imagine it's the only thing he had going for him. Last time I saw him, he was like in Cambodia having some like voodoo tally man guy blow smoke on his mullet hawk or whatever he had. Guy's trash, whatever. I wish Flow Grappling would put that together. Well, I talked to Flow Grappling, and some I'm I don't know who who I'm gonna say I don't know who I'm grappling because I heard they were talking about John Jones and Dan Henderson. But I yes, guess if some yeah, so if that happens, that happens. But I think they're still looking for a match for me, hopefully against like Vinny or something like that. So that'd be cool. Yeah, and uh, I know they're doing uh, Misha Tate. Has uh, is facing Jessica I at Submission Underground. Like these grappling matches, I think are fantastic for. It's it's just a good thing. Like it's if, it's, if the, a, it's another credential. It's another way to put eyes on you. It's an it, it, it's it's great. It's great. 
It's great. Like, the, it's, whole time, it's something that, the whole time I was in the UFC, especially when I was in Bellator, I got hit up to do Metamoras, and Bellator refused, would not allow me to do Metamoras. And I was. He probably wouldn't have got paid anyway. Well, for Meta, yeah, I know. But still, it was a grappling <laughs> match. And I'll be honest, this was like the second Metamoras, so I probably would have yeah, got paid. You might have got paid. Dude, I would have got paid. It was the second one. They still had money. Now, now, uh, they have, I think, under contract, the guy who ran Metamoris as he's trying to make money to pay off his debts from Metamoris. That's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. You think he would have taken a different business? Like, no, I, you thought. I figured it out after all the mistakes I made. I figured it out now. Now I can make money doing this. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I, I love that. People like Chael Sonnen are are looking at this and they're going, okay, well, I can get these high-profile names. John Jones can't fight, but he can grapple. Misha Tate's retired from MMA. She ain't retired from grappling. Uh, Matt Riddle doesn't you know, necessarily fight anymore. He can grapple. Why not? Why not? Hey, get get the fighters some money. Get some interest. That, that gets more people to flow slam. I think it's brilliant. And, and not just that, for an athlete like myself, for a fighter, now there's always risk when you go on a mat. But sure. when you're not punching, kicking, elbowing, like trying to split somebody's face open, grappling's a different sport. Not saying people can't heel hook you and ruin your career or whatnot. But at the same time, a lot different. And a guy like me, like, yeah, do I want to step into a cage and fight for a limited amount of money? No. But it's like I would go onto a grappling mat and grapple somebody for okay amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Because the risk, it, the, it's worth it. The risk is worth the reward. Oh, fighting in a cage sometime is not, it does not work out, you know? Yeah, anything can happen. Like, you you can never just rule anything out in an MMA fight. Dude, you could get speared twice and jackhammered and just be out in an MMA fight. By a 50-year-old by man. By a 50-year-old man, and then he'll bring his kid into the ring and make him take his shirt off. And you can see, you can see him and his son work out at the same gym. So oh, I should, I guess that's cool. I shouldn't bring up Goldberg's son. I mean, whatever, bro. You're going to get jackhammered and speared Dude, bring, twice now. Let, let's see, like, unless they pay me to take it, let's see him try. Let's see Goldberg try. I'll put his 50-year-old ass on the floor. I guarantee it, bro. I'll take – right now, I'll take – open challenge. I'll take that grappling match or fight or boxing, whatever. I'll do a spear contest, whatever. A spear I'll, contest. I will beat Brock – or not Brock. I'll beat Goldberg at anything, anything. <laughs> other than football. Other than football. He was pretty good. I saw the hey. highlights. He was pretty good. Yes. Yeah, he was, a, he was a pretty good football player, which, I mean, anybody who made it to the NFL got to be pretty good. Well, I saw Brock. They compared, like, Brock and Bill Goldberg. And, like, Brock, they, he didn't play that much, one. And then, two, it's like, I feel like Goldberg was on, like, a really good team. and They they put some really unfavorable highlights of Brock Lesnar in there. That was really weird. Like, they had the video, and it, if it was the one the NFL put out of Instagram, it was, like, Brock Lesnar getting tossed around and, and Goldberg just running through people. Now, keep in mind, yeah. Brock Lesnar was 26, hadn't played football since high school, and still almost made the team. That's unheard of. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Had he been like four years younger, they may have just put him on the team. Yeah, and, let, and let's be honest. He beat Mark Hunt regardless of sauce. He's beaten Frank yeah. Mir. He's beaten Randy Gator. He's beaten Noguera. He's beaten a lot of really – Well, he didn't beat Noguera. He did 
No, he didn't fight No Gear. Oh, I thought he. Oh, he beat Randy Couture. Randy Couture beat No Gear. No, No Gear beat Randy. He beat Gitt- Shane Carwin. Yeah, oh, he beat yeah. Shane Carwin. He beat Shane Carwin. That was a big one. That was a big one. So he's he's beaten some pretty good people, and he's a good pro wrestler and all that jazz. So speaking of heavyweights, Matt Mitrione and Fedor. That, uh Mitrione might win that fight. Yeah, F- Mitrione's a big, big heavyweight. Uh, Fedor older. Uh, like I said, I think it's a it's a win win for Mitrione. He loses, you're mm-hmm. supposed to lose. It's the emperor, you know. It's Fedor. If you win, you just beat Fedor Emilienko. Now you're gonna have naysayers be like, "Well, he's old," you know, whatever. But at the same time, you know, MMA is a win's a win's a loss a loss. It doesn't matter how old you are or what it happens. That's your career, you know. So I think it's a big good fight for Matt Mitrione. Fedor, it's another fight for Fedor. It, I, I will see if he has it. You know, I know he can fight, but you know, he, he got pummeled by Fabio Maldonado. He, he got pummeled. Yeah, there was parts of that fight, and Fabio's not bad. Like I talked about it, he's that guy's good too. But he can box. The, he can box, but at the same time, it's like Fedor should have just. Uh, you know how I feel about fighters continuing to fight and fight and fight. You're just asking for it, bro. It's just yeah. like it, it, you're playing the odds game. Eventually, you're going to get flashed. It's just how it works. It's just you can't step into a cage like 30 times and be like, I'm not going to get knocked out once. Come on. Come on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why do you think he won't sign with the UFC? It's been reported that well, we, they have offered the best financial deal to him each time. We we talked about it. It's the level of competition. He goes to the UFC. They're going to put him against a top 10 guy right off the bat, and he's probably going to get his shit pushed in. Then there's nothing against yeah. Fedor. Fedor in his prime would have won the heavyweight title in the sure. UFC. Multiple times. He probably would have been the best UFC reigning heavyweight champion in history. Oh, especially, I mean, back when Fedor was running things, Tim Sylvia so, was so, the and th- This is typical UFC style. They did it with Eddie Alvarez and nothing against him. But like, by the time the UFC got Eddie Alvarez in the cage for the UFC, it was like he was already weathered. And it's the same thing in this situation. By the time he got, gets to the UFC, Fedor, he's already been to Japan, Russia, and he's fought all around the world multiple times. And he's weathered. He's older, and he doesn't have it anymore but this is a perfect time to pick him up put him against one of your up-and-coming guys have your upper up-and-coming guy beat him and then you're like look at this guy joe rogan put him over oh yeah he beat fedor emilianko and you know how rogan does it like i'll be honest man one thing i hate about joe rogan i'll say it right to his face because i don't care it's like i hate how he can literally look into a camera and sell you a fight that he knows is shit that makes me angry. It's like you should be like, yeah, well, th- this is how it's set. It could go how, this way, but this is how have you set. never? How have you never been on his podcast? Probably, probably because I don't sh- because I'm honest because I'm really honest. He's you know, off, he's, off, he's, off he's, that screen. Bottom up. But yeah, maybe I'll be honest. I remember in London, I hung out with him at the Playboy Mansion part. I remember I hung out after my fight with Nico Sipsack. I was in Manchester, and those guys, him and Eddie Bravo, 
were two douchebags to me. Because after my really? first, oh yeah, and they were like, they were basically like they're gonna go burn, and they basically didn't want me to, you know. I was like, hey guys, what's up? And they basically just, oh, we don't know what you're talking about, bro. And like I was like, oh really? Uh-huh. Oh really? And that's why in San Diego, when Eddie Bravo had a car problem and needed a ride, I was like, yo, that fucking sucks, bro. You should probably figure it out. And I walked away because it's like you're a douche. And Joe Rogan, you're a douche. It's like, yeah, I'd say I love you because that's what the crowd wants to hear. I'm getting them over. But it's like, you're a douche. You'll put any fight over. You'll say whatever. You'll say Nick Diaz, how could they fire him or suspend him for five years? But Matt Riddle used marijuana as a performance-enhancing drug. So you'll say whatever you want. You you get paid to say what you say. You're a bitch, Joe Did he Rogan. say that? Yeah. Did he say that he yes. used it as a PED? Yeah, I used weed as a PED while Nick Diaz just used it as like a whatever, a supplement, whatever. But yeah, I'm a bad guy. Nick Diaz is, and Joe Rogan knows everything. He knows about fights. He's never fought, but he knows more about anybody else. Good, good stuff. Joe Rogan's challenge. Joe Rogan's challenge is also to you and Bill Goldberg. I really hate guys in that spot that don't know what they're talking about. Put fights over and shouldn't be there. Collecting checks you don't deserve, bro. I can't say a lot about that personally. Uh, (laughs) I'm here, but um, but it's different. You're not lying to people. Well, I mean, if I had to, I might. Uh, but Aww. the thing is, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, guys. But Joe, at least on his show, he seems to like kind of cut the shit. You know what I mean? I, like, I've seen his podcast, and it seems like on his podcast, he does keep it a hundred. I'll give him that. Like, I mean, did you did you see like the truth that he laid on Brendan Schaub? Yeah, and I loved, and like, that's the thing on his podcast, I see that. But then I see him in the UFC in front of that camera on those like countdowns and this and that, and I see him literally lying through his teeth, and it makes me sick. Sure. Because he's, well, I mean, yeah, that he's is... collecting a check, so he's just going to lie, do what he's told, and it makes me sick. Yeah, I can understand that. That's it. I mean, the, the Brendan Schaub thing, I mean, I think that had implications like further than anybody realized. But because, because of that, Brendan Schaub was hit with that truth bomb, and he said – I can't fight anymore. I'm going to go all in on this podcast thing. And uh, Brendan Schaub is a pretty goddamn successful podcast. I mean, that's his career now. Now you got more fighters. You got people like uh, you realizing, okay, that's something I can get into. You got people like hey, Misha Tate. I, I wasn't even going to do it. You guys hit me up like, hey, I was, just, yeah. I was just chilling at my house playing on my wrestling mats. That's all I do, bro. Hey, we we hunted you down. Hey, we were like, I'm glad. I, it's been good. I, you know, I get to do something every week now. For sure. Yeah. That was that was something uh, my boss, James, and I, we had discussed. We were like, you know what? We need Matt Riddle. Because we do the pro wrestling MMA crossover thing. We're like, well, uh, that's kind of natural. It is. It's quite, Have, it's quite natural. Having the super bro on the show. Ooh, I like super bro. I've been doing king of bros, the bro of bros. <laughs> super bro. What, what else can you do? Hmm. Well, I, I got I got others. Like I watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z, so like I might be like Brogita or oh, or Broku or Brohan. Did you hear about what happened to Yoel Bromero? No, what happened to Bromero? New York suspended him for two months for jumping out of the cage after his fight. That's what happens. Good. So no problem there. Okay. Not for me. Kel- Kelvin Gastelum, did you hear what they did to him? No, but he should be taken out back, beaten with a baseball bat, and fired. Oh, boy. they they If they didn't do that, they didn't do enough. I'll say that right now. So, Is the guy's missed weight. How many times? The guy's a loser. 
Dana White called Dana White called me a loser for smoking pot when I had a medical license. I always made weight. I was on a four fight win streak, bro, and my abs are sizzling. This piece of crap <laughs> can't even make weight. Barely, I'm not gonna get into it, bro. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, bro. So <laughs> so what did they do to him? How did they punish him? I hope it was good. So he didn't even show up to weigh-ins, right? He didn't even show he up to weigh-ins. He didn't show up. He didn't show up. So here, here's what happened. The, you know, the Kennedy-Rashad fight got moved to Toronto, 206. Rashad is out of that fight again. Like, he can't get licensed for whatever reason. We won't go into that. Kennedy was offered gasolum and on the spot said, yeah, sure, why the hell not? I'll beat his ass. Yeah. But then New York gave him an administrative suspension of six months for failing to show up to the weigh-ins. Now, normally, administrative weigh-ins only apply to that state. But it is now recognized by the ABC, which is kind of like Well, it, it's like overseas even all. when you get banned in one state, even though it's not another state, the other states respect sure. that state's ruling because then if they rule on something, well, that state's not going to respect it. Yeah. And at the same time, you, you won't be able to fight other places. They do that for a yeah. reason. Six months, usually, is a li- six months is a little extreme, I'll be honest. But at the same time, to literally have the audacity not to show up to weigh-ins when they fly you into a city and they pay for everything and do everything, that's a that's a low move. That's a low-man move. Yeah. And, and usually, well, the difference between administrative suspensions and normal suspensions is usually the administrative, even there, just like cool with like, okay, you just don't come back to New York for six months. Yeah. But but Toronto and Ontario the the Ontario situation yeah they they're not gonna let him fight so unfortunate for Tim Kennedy because the guy can't catch a break and can't get a fight uh, but Gaslam I think this type of stuff has to happen you you either fire make the damn weight or fight at a weight that you can yeah fire I, I'd be you're cool fired. with that too no you're fired. if you if you look somebody in the eye and you're like hey I'm going to sign for $25,000 to fight at 170 pounds and you don't even show up to the weigh-ins because you know you're not going to make weight you're fucking fired I literally, that's, that's- I literally did my job 100% the only thing that happened is I used my medicine 3 weeks prior to a fight I remember you saying, well, I've got a quick solution. I'm just not going to take short-notice fights anymore. But it still happened. So what, what caused that final one? That fi- well, honestly, I know I know people might say I'm crazy. But I, th- I quit three weeks out. I've quit 12 days before fights and passed drug tests. I'm pretty sure there was a little fishy something going on. At the time, I was having a big argument with Joe Silva because he lied to me about the Dan Hardy fight. I was in arguments with Michael Mersh about TRT because they didn't want me to mention it or bring it up anymore because it was a big topic at the time because they were allowing fighters to use TRT. And I think all these things. And I literally said at the press conference before the fight that I'm going to ride like Chain Mills like a pony and I'm not going to finish him. I'm going to beat him. Because I wasn't given the fights I was promised, I said that. So, and then how did Joe Silva? And how did Joe Silva lie to you about the Hardy thing? Okay, they offered me the fight against Chain Mills. They go, "We want you to fight Chain Mills in February in London." I go, "I would love to fight Chain Mills. I do not want to go to London." I go, "Last time I was in England, they spit on me. They called me a cocksucker. This, that. It was awful. I don't want to do it. The food's horrible. The travel's horrible. Everything's horrible. Don't want to do it." They go, "If you do this, we'll give you a fight with Dan Hardy if you win." Okay, send me the contract. I'll go to London. 
literally, I didn't hesitate. I was like, okay, you, you said what you knew you had to say to get me to take this fight. And I knew a fight with Dan Hardy would put me over, you know? So I was like, yeah. So I agreed to that. Literally three weeks prior to the Che Mills fight, Dan Hardy fought, signs a contract to fight Matt Brown three months after my fight with uh, Che Mills. And you know how Dan Hardy is. If he would have fought Matt Brown three months later, he's not going to fight for another six months because he was getting paid really good. So that would have been a nine months before I fought, and I have three kids. Fuck that, bro. I flipped out. I flipped out. I was like, you lied. You sure. really lied to me for me to sign a contract. You did. You Dang. lied to me to get me to do what you wanted to do. That's bullshit. And then Michael Merch and all that stuff. It's like, like we do interviews like this, and somebody's like, "So you you can't use medical marijuana because it's a performance enhancing drug, but other fighters can use testosterone replacement therapy." I'm like, "Yeah, does that make sense?" And they're like, "No." I go, "I didn't think so." And then I get yelled at by the lawyer, Michael Merch, like, "Don't talk about that stuff." And then when I go, I remember I won my fight against Che Mills. I'm walking to the back and. I'm like, hey, da 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 da. Like, do you guys need me for the conference, the post fight conference? They go, no. And I mean, I was on the main card fighting Shay Mills and stuff like that at a UFC fight night. And they're like, no, we don't need you. Literally three days later, you're fired. Do you think that they were expecting or wanting you to lose that fight against Shay Mills? Yes, yes. Because the first time I fought in London, I was the better. I'm way better than Nico Sipsack, but. I was jet lagged. I was sick. The, the weight cut. Everything that could have went wrong, wrong went extremely wrong for that fight. And I didn't train because I honestly didn't think Nico Sipsack could fight at all. And I know that's yeah. reckless because he's in the UFC. But <laughs> I was on a three-fight win streak, and I literally thought, I was like, this guy can't fight. You know? And I was humbled. You know, I got spit on, called nasty names, and got beat up. <laughs> And after that, it never happened since. But, yeah, I think they thought I was going to lose, and they, they thought they were probably going to be able to promote Che Mills because Che Mills was the favorite to win that fight. But Yeah, I, just I remember shit. that. I just beat his ass. He was a highly talented prospect. He was a good striker, too. He was a very good striker, but then, yeah. But, it, like I said, MMA, anything can happen. Che Mills was ranked top 10 in the world at one point, and now he's not even talked about. I don't even know if he's still fighting. He's not. Because after he lost to me, he fought a couple oh, times no. and had bad luck. No, he, he fought uh, a couple weeks ago and he lost. Yeah, you know. And that's the thing is they put him on a pedestal. He fought Roy McDonald. He fought me. He fought a couple other guys. And then he got fired. And then it's like, and then you just fought. You're going to fight the best of the best after you leave the UFC. That's how it works. And I remember he beat he beat Ludwig. Like Ludwig's knee got hurt. Yeah, and Ludwig's knee imploded, and he knocked out Chris Cope, which no disrespect to Chris Cope, yeah. but let's be honest. Woo! <laughs> and he lost to Cathal Pinder. Ooh. 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 So, yeah. Damn. So that's, that's what happened in that situation. That's how I was lied to and manipulated. And then in my situation, when they finally shit-canned me, like, it was kind of like you're fired for that. And it was kind of a – it was bull. It was bull. I would not be surprised. Who, it, I would not who be fired surprised. you? Who was the person? Michael Mersh is the one that called me and get, fired me, their lawyer. And I was like, really? I go, send me my drug test results now. I go, I don't believe that. I go, I quit far enough. I go, I quit three weeks out. I go, I never failed a drug test quitting like two weeks out or less. So it's like, send me the results. He goes, well, maybe you should have quit six weeks out. I go, no, motherfucker, send me my results now. And he, Did they? And well, he said, well, I don't have them right now. And then two days later, he finally got them to me. And it literally, I could send them to you, like literally, 
they are all the results and numbers are there when it comes to the test for THC metabolites. There's no numbers whatsoever. It just says failed. It's almost huh. like somebody took white out, took white out, went over the numbers, and then just run, failed over it. That's what it looks like. I could send it to you. That's exactly what it fucking looks like. And I was like, this is bullshit. But at the same time, at that time, I just wanted to get back in the UFC. I was making like 50, 60 grand a fight because I was fighting there for six years and sure. I got multiple fight of the nights and submission of the night. So it's like, I just want to get back and finish my career in the octagon. And then when Dana ripped me apart and this and that, I was like, I guess there's no chance of this happening again. Yeah. Unless I get so over, they have no choice. So, I mean, you're living comfortable now. I am. So, like, the, that's the thing that like, people are like, you miss fighting. It's like, no, fighting, fighting sucked, bro. Like, I loved beating, I liked fighting and getting punched and punching people back and doing all that. It's awesome. But I didn't like cutting weight. I didn't like dealing with people like Joe Silva and Dana White because they're liars and scumbags, let's be honest. You know, like, let's be honest. Like, when's the last time they did the right thing? They don't do the right thing. They're bad people. You know, so it's like, I, honestly, I'm so glad. And then, like, wrestling the indies, like, that's why I don't even want to go to a bigger company wrestling because, like, wrestling where I am where I do now, people are still, like, really humble, respectful, and good people because they haven't got to that level of success where they have to make those shitty, shitty calls, you know? Yeah. And I feel like once you make one of those shitty calls and you get used to it, it changes you. You know, I feel like I'm working with more of like a grassroots group and it's awesome. Like PWG is awesome. Evolve is awesome. Beyond's awesome. Everywhere I work is amazing. And it's like smaller, but it's, it's a more fun establishment. I get to be creative, everything else. It's amazing. Fuck Dana White. <laughs> trash. Tra- you dude, would say? The guy's bonafide trash. He's, he's hag. So let me know what you think about this situation. Lyoto Machida suspended for 18 months. Now, this is a very, very unique one. Why? Lyoto Machida was set to fight Dan Henderson earlier this year. He looked – he did not fail a test. He was disclosing information to the commission or USADA or whoever, and he looked down at this list of banned substances, and he's like, oh, shit, I've taken with something – that has this in it recently. I, I just want to let you all know this happened. They tested him. Wasn't in a system. Uh, but because he admitted the use, he got 18 months suspension. 18 months. Now, does he have a lawyer looking at that? I'm sure he does. Because that's really reckless, unfair. To say you think your supplement had something in it, get tested for it. Oh, it didn't. Okay. Well, you're still going to get this. Wait, what? No, I admitted. That's, hey, that happened to Mirko Krokop. He admitted to using HGH, didn't fail a test, then got suspended. But that... if you admit use, then you get suspended. So you're better off just pulling the Anderson Silva, John Jones, and being like, I can't get a boner anymore. I needed to take a Yeah, pill. why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I well, mean, I, mean I, was, well, I can't do it because everybody knows I'm just so virile that there's no way I'm I was going to say. They just look at my hair. You can just tell this guy has a boner <laughs> all the time. So, but those guys, you can tell they need it. So, for sure. Because he's the world champion, just head kicking everybody unconscious. He probably has a hard time. Then again, he does do a lot of cocaine. So, 
Well, you, do you think he still does? I don't think. He do, does. do you think he still does? I don't know, bro. I think the one day rehab probably cleaned him up. You're right, <laughs> and he's still fighting. Right, cocaine is out of your system in three days, bro. To fail a drug test for cocaine is reckless. Well, it's the same with HGH, man. If you fail an H a test test for HGH and you know it's coming, oh boy, are you a moron? I mean, I wouldn't know, but I would imagine. Well. I'm sure you've heard. Oh, I've heard. Have you, ever, have you ever trained with anybody that, and you don't have to name names, you're like, motherfuckers on the juice? Yeah. I, I know people that tell me they're on the juice, and I'm like, God damn it. You're so strong and don't get tired because you're on the juice. But the thing with everybody that does stuff. Well, like, and their fucking heart will explode at 45. Well, and the thing that I've noticed with all those guys is, yeah, you're stronger, faster right now. The second they're off it, they're not. They are extremely yeah. slower, weaker, and and I don't even think it's necessarily a physical thing because they still look the same, and I bet they still have the same strength. It's up here. They don't yeah. have, like. I feel like from what I've heard, you, when you use steroids or HGH or anything, it really like ch- like it doesn't change you per se, but it really like makes you feel good. Like yeah, like I can mm-hmm. fuck anything up. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's what I've been told. So it's like. Now, Grant, I feel like that all the time. So I was like, why would I want to do that? I feel crazy. You do a podcast on wrestling mats while you're stretching out. So, I mean, I would say so. Right? See, I can't stretch out here. It's like a wooden floor. I did bring this globe into the room, though. So. I have one, too. I have one up in the corner of my office. Yeah. This one's really fancy. I think they got it at, like, an antique store or something. When we moved into this house, it's like this house is 140 years old. We find shit from, like, the early 1900s here all the time, like doctor's bags with blood slides. Yeah. One of, the owners, one of the owners like 40 years ago had left this globe in here and we opened it up and I don't drink. I've never drank. That's scotch in it, right? It was, it was Jim Beam. It was like 40 year old Jim Beam that was already stuff. aged a hundred months. And I was like, damn. So I'm selling the hell out of that. You, sh- you really should, bro. I remember I, d- I did the same thing when I moved into the house I live in. It was my grandparents' house. So they had a bunch of stuff, and I went downstairs, and I opened up this globe. And, dude, they had a whole, like, set in there with <laughs> tumblers and everything. I was like, oh, hey. I, I got drunk. I drank it right away. <laughs> I've never drank before. You don't. It's, I'm, it's I'm pretty clean cut. Yeah, it's not worth it, bro. Stick to the podcast. Hey, there you go. Somebody actually asked the other day if we are ever going to get high on the air into a podcast. Clever guys, clever guys. You, you know, guys, the thing is, I'm not going to say I don't smoke because that would be a bold-faced lie, but I really, even though people know I do and stuff, I don't like to smoke in front of people. It, it sounds like a good way to never get a job again. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Snoop Dogg. I mean, he can get into the WWE yeah. Hall of Fame and have a strain of marijuana and do films and videos of him smoking. He posted oh, a video of him that night smoking weed when he got inducted. It, stop it. Just stop it. And then Canyon Seaman literally telling me, well, when we Google your name, a picture of you holding a huge bag of pot comes up so we don't know if we can hire you. And I'm like, Snoop Dogg's in the Hall of Fame. And Drew Gulak's like, Snoop Dogg's in the Hall of Fame, Canyon. Are you serious? And he doesn't. Mike Tyson's in the Hall of Fame. He was convicted of rape. Dude, dude. Scott Hall shot a guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, but you see, I think. I feel like time washes your hands of a lot of things in pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, I well, already saw a video of Hawk blowing coke at the Great American Bash with Lex Luger's sting and everything. And, like, those guys are still in the Hall of Fame and everything. It's cool. And nobody's, like, talking about taking their shit away, you know? 
But it's like I literally saw a video of them blowing coke. Like that's reckless. You know, I have a picture in high times, not even smoking, just holding a bag of weed, which is legal in over 14 states. And they're like, bro, it's just bad for business. Well, I mean, they, they make offers to RVD all the time. Like he's under like kind of like a, an open door policy with WWE. Now, I don't know if you know this. It's been announced. PCW and Pacific Coast Wrestling January 20th. I will be wrestling there. Now, Rob Van Dam is there. I don't know if I'm wrestling him. He's not booked against anybody Ooh. yet, and neither am I. But, but if I was a gambling man, I would say most likely that's going to happen in California, January 20th, right after my 31st birthday. So I'm pretty excited. Gosh, you're younger than me. Jesus. What? You, what, you 32? I'm 31. You, I'm look, 31 you look good, though. You look good. We, hey, we both look hey. really young for our age. You, it's probably because you don't drink or smoke. Hey, it's what happens when nobody can punch you, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got punched a bunch. I still think I look okay, bro. Come on. I've got really, really thick skin, though. Like, in the time I trained or wrestled, I never got cut open, anything like that. That was very fortunate. But um, also, a, I would cheat a, a lot. That's a rare trait so. to have as, like, a more – pale white guy too because usually just the whiter the more pale you are it's more like your skin's more like tissue paper dude i tan so well in the summer like it's me too bro Look at as this. soon as soon as fall hits i'm like a ghost it's crazy it's crazy like i, I yeah i go outside quite a bit me and the wife like to go run stuff like that and Ooh. i tan like immediately i'll go i'll go outside run a couple miles come back i'm tan but as soon as that weather Hits like 40 degrees. I'm Casper. Casper. Kentucky jogging with the wife. Sounds like boring. Yeah, it, it, it's not. It's really not. I smoke her all the time. Like oh, she, she doesn't train. She tries. See, my wife trains all the time, but I still beat her too. And I'm competitive. To be, to be completely honest, but my wife is like legally blind in one eye. Had she not been, she probably would have trained and probably could have been an okay kickboxer. I don't know if she would have taken to MMA well. But she probably could have You know what's funny, Sean? I've never seen your wife, and then you're describing your wife. You're like, yeah, I always smoke her in these races. She's kind of blind in one eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> There you go. Oh. Well, there's there's one of her eyes. Oh, right on. Sweet pig. With the, uh, with the pine. And, oh, yeah, there, yeah. there's me. There's me about to smoke. Well, the oh. glare effect. You look. It, but... You look like it already happened. Yeah. Good stuff. Is that Now, yeah, is that yeah. the good eye or the bad eye? Let me see. Okay. On, so her, see. on hers. You have too good. That, that's her good eye. That's her oh, good that's eye. That's probably why it looks so good. Yeah. Oh, I have no problem smoking a, a my wife, a female who was blind in one eye. Absolutely not. Well, when should. I go back and I train with my team, uh, which I do rarely, I'm, I'm going to this Saturday, I will pick the weakest opponent and absolutely obliterate them. Of course. I've pedigreed 15-year-olds before. I have no mercy. I will do whatever it takes to make me feel better as a human being. And me feeling superior to those weaker than me on the wrestling mats is what does so. It, because if I face somebody halfway good, I'm going to get my ass kicked. That's I, just how it I feel you. I feel you. And you know what? It's all about fun. It really it is. is. So you might as well do what you love. And if that's pedigree and pitching year olds, do it. Fun fact. She actually worked a match against me once. Oh, hey. We were running like super suit, like 
we had it was it was a like I think I feel like weather was bad, but there were no shows on the event, and we had to fill time. She literally, and this was I'm talking like the hokiest, shitty little forty people at a at an event. They had me throw on a mask. She painted her damn face up like the Ultimate Warrior. Bought shoestrings from the from the goddamn dollar store, and came out there as the Ultimate Kara and beat my ass. She she Goldberg Lesnared me. Stop. I swear. I swear. She was the most over person on the show, I, which shows you the quality of that show. Yeah. Well, but like we've seen before, wrestling fans sometimes, sometimes less is more. Sometimes two spheres in the dress. But like we said, even in that match, that was the best option for them to go. Like if they would have had yeah. like a 10 minute match, there would have been booze. There would have been botches. I'll be honest. I cut a promo that night because. I had to do double duty because there were like maybe 10 people, 10, 10 people came to wrestle. I cut a promo that night in front of those fans about how they didn't have any teeth. And then I would meet some of the people after the show. They didn't have teeth. Nah, they really didn't. You, you know what bad. my favorite line to use? I don't know if you'll be cutting a promo again with people with no teeth, but I like to say, and I don't really know. Oh, I will be. I don't really know what this line means, but it kills me. I die laughing every time and it makes people mad. And yeah, I say it. Wow, I've seen more teeth than an apple. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because, like, maybe people, when, like, they have loose teeth, they bite an apple to take their tooth out. So it's like you've seen more teeth than an apple, and it's usually yeah. one at a time, if ever. So I think maybe that's the line. But for some reason, cracks me up. It's like, I've seen more teeth than an apple, bro. And they're like, oh, it's great. We had a hillbilly that tried to run in the ring. Uh, my opponent went in my mouth and pulled out my mouth guard. I was so pissy about that, but he threw it in the crowd and you could hear somebody go, do you want your mouth guard back? And I was like, no, nobody out there has teeth anyway. What are they going to use it for? And a hillbilly tried to run in and attack me. uh, This is Portsmouth, Ohio. You think Kentucky's bad. Oh boy. We send all our crap up the river and it ends up in Portsmouth, Ohio. I believe it. Ohio. (laughs) I've been to Ohio a couple times. Not a fan. I'm sorry. Not a fan. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's like it's like England. It's like I've been to London. London is nice. I've been to Manchester, not so much. And it's not. Hey, and I don't mean that mean. It's just what it is. You come to America. You go to New York City. Nice. You go to San Diego. Nice. You go to Newark, New Jersey. Not so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There are just some places you can't break kayfabe on, and Portsmouth, Ohio, is one of those places to me. Yeah, which is how it is. That is exactly how it is. Guys, follow us at Fightful Online, Twitter, Facebook. Follow Matt at RiddleTuff7. What are you doing for Thanksgiving tomorrow, Matt? Uh, Tomorrow for Thanksgiving, hanging out with the fam. I'm here in Vegas, so going to do uh, the Vegas family Thanksgiving. We've been doing the Pennsylvania family Thanksgiving for the last couple years, so switching it up. Uh, I do fly out tomorrow night, or to me, yeah, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I fly out tomorrow night at like 12 to fly back to Pennsylvania, and then the following day I fly out to London. Then I'm back to go to China, and then I go to China till December 9th, and then I'm back, and then I wrestle in New York City and Boston for Evolve and Beyond, and then I wrestle in PWG the following weekend. So good stuff. So how long are you in, how long are you in China? We will be, I will be in a swanky. Five-star hotel the next time we do a podcast, and I will be in Beijing. 
do they have internet? Like, are you allowed to do that? The people we're working with, because I know they do have li- not limited internet. They have internet, but it's limited in the sense of access to certain things. I think they have like sure. certain firewalls or whatever. But because we're American and we're doing business over there and stuff like that, I think they, uh, from what I've been told, they let us, they give us cool internet stuff. And I'll tell them like I do a podcast. And I'm pretty sure I can do Google Hangouts anywhere as long as I have Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I think we'll be good. But next week, cool. Riddle, Beijing, China, bro. Bro, nice. bro, bro, Jing, bro, Jing. Uh, you know, holes this is what we're doing. Stones. Okay, dude. Next week's video poster for the show is what's that movie with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? Rush Hour. Rush Hour. We're picking one of the covers of Rush Hour, and we're doing it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Guys, uh, I will be back tonight, and I think 8 p.m. Eastern. I think 8 p.m. Eastern. You, don't, show you, can't, down, you can't get enough. I can't. I've got shows all the damn time, man. All the time. Uh, all but uh, Showdown Joe will be with us. Then we've got a little bit of a break. But we've got content all week long at Fightful.com. Visit it on your Thanksgiving, your Black Friday, your Small Business Saturday, your Cyber Monday. I don't know what the hell happened Sunday, but I'm sure we got shit up for that too. Yeah, and the thing is, guys, let's be real. It's a free sign-up. Sign up through your email, and you can watch all this stuff for free. You can watch us. Live every week. Not that way you don't have to wait like four days like a loser. Yeah. And you're getting up to date information like dudes circumcising their kids in Florida, bro. You don't have the website. You don't get that at the MMA hour or the junkie or sure dog. They don't have that kind of stories. Where where else are you gonna go to get interviews from CM Punk, Cyborg, Daniel Cormier, Booker T, uh, Muhammad Hassan? I'm the only guy that's ma- interviewed Muhammad Hassan in like ten years. Then podcasts from Showdown Joe, Matt Riddle, and then information about people getting stabbed over twenty year old circumcisions. Nowhere else on the internet. Maybe I'll Reddit. You, I'll tell you this: you can't even get this kind of informal this news uh, formal news on CNN or anywhere else. Like we are giving no. you the. We're giving you real news. You want real news? Fightful.com. That's all I got to say, guys. Until next time, we're out.